0: Bill Nye attends Booth's Hamlet, Cleveland, O., October twenty seventh, 1886. From Bill Nye's Cordwood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman. Bill Nye attends Booth's Hamlet. Last evening I went to hear Mr. Edwin Booth in Hamlet. I had read the play before, but it was better as he gave it, I think. The play of Hamlet is not catchy, and there is a noticeable lack of local gags in it. A gentleman who stood up behind me and leaned against his breath all the evening said that he thought Ophelia's singing was too disconnected. He is a keen observer and has seen a great many plays. He went out frequently between the acts and always came back in better spirits. He noticed that I wept a little in one or two places and said that if I thought this was affecting I ought to see only a Farmer's daughter He drives a bus for the Hollanden Hotel here and has seen a great deal of life Still he talked freely with me through the evening and told me what was coming next He is a great admirer of the drama and night after night. He may be seen in the foyer Accompanied only by his breath There is considerable discussion among critics as to whether Hamlet is really insane or not But I think that he assumed it in order to throw the prosecution off the track For he is a very smart man and when his uncle tried to work off some of his Danish Prevarications on him I fully expected him to pull a card out of his pocket and Present it to his royal tallness on which might be seen the legend. I am something of a liar myself But I am glad he did not For it would have seemed out of character in a play like that mr. Booth wore a dark waterproof cloak all the evening and a sword with which he frequently killed people he was dressed in black throughout with hair of the same shade he is using the same hair in Hamlet that he did 20 years ago though he uses less of it he wears black knickerbockers and long black crotchless stockings Mr. Booth is doing well in the acting business, frequently getting as high as $2 apiece for tickets to his performance. He was encored by the audience several times last night, but refrained from repeating the play, fearing that it would make it late for those who had to go back to Belladonna O after the close of the entertainment. Toward the end of the play, a little rough-on-rats gets into the elderberry wine, and the royal family drink it, After which there is considerable excitement and a man with a good reliable stomach pump would have all he could do Several of the royal family curl up and perish They do not die in the house During an interview between Hamlet and his mother an old gentleman who has the honor to be Ophelia's father hides behind a picket fence so as to overhear the conversation He gets excited and says something in a low guttural tone of voice whereupon Hamlet runs his sword through the picket fence in such a way as to bore a large hole into the old man who then dies I have heard a great many people speak the piece beginning to be or not to be but mr. Booth does it better than anyone I have ever heard I once heard an elocutionist kind of a smart allocutionist as my friend the hoosier poet would say this man recited to be or not to be in a manner which he said had frequently brought tears to the eyes unused to weep he recited it with his right hand socked into his bosom up to the elbow and his fair hair tossed about over his brow his teeming brain which claimed to be a kind of four-horse teeming brain as it were seemed to be on fire And to all appearances he was indeed mad So were the people who listened to him He hissed it through his clenched teeth and snorted it through his ripe red nose Wailing it up to the ceiling and bleeding it down the aisles Rolled it over and over against the rafters of his reverberating mouth Handed it out in big capsules or hissed it through his puckered atomizer of a mouth wailed and bellowed like a wild and maddened tailless steer in fly-time darted across the stage like a headless hen ripped the gentle atmosphere into shreds with his guinea hen voluntary bowed to us and teetered off the stage mr booth does not hoist his shoulders and settle back on his patterned gints like a man who is about to set a refractory brake on a coal car neither does he immerse his right arm in his bosom up to the second joint He seems to have the idea that hamlet spoke these lines mostly because he felt like saying something instead of doing it to introduce a set of health lift gestures and a hoarse baritone snort a head of dank hair a low mellow union depot tone of voice and a dark blue three-sheet poster will not make a successful hamlet and blessed be the man who knows this without experimenting on the people Till he has bunions on his immortal soul. I have sent a note to Mr. Booth this morning asking him to call at my room number six and five-eighths and saying that I would give him my idea about the drama from a purely non-partisan standpoint, but it is raining so fast now that I fear he will not be able to come. The end of Bill Nye attends Booth's Hamlet.